Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of the No Further Comment podcast, aka the NFC presented by Center Court TV. I'm your co-host Alex Meacham. To my right is the talented Mr. Glenn Riley. What it do? Now, Glenn, let's let's um let's kind of set things up. Let's let the people know what they're gonna get each and every time they listen to this podcast. Just fire. Just hot fire? Manly fire. Uh, if you like uh, dance hall, then uh, no. It's um, just good conversation. Hopefully um, something enjoyable that uh, you spend your day with. Uh, sports, news, uh, no weather, <laughs> <laughs> uh, current events. Latest on the Jays. I mean, what's up? Oh yeah, pop culture, man. No, Everything yeah. pop culture. If, if you know Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Kanye West, anything, we're going to be talking about it. Now, Glenn, you grew up here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh-huh. You are, uh, for people that don't know, one of the most talented artists. Not in Cincinnati. Not in the Midwest. Globally. Glo- <laughs> globally. Globally, it's, it's, it's large scale. It, tell everybody a little bit about your uh, past and, and you know what you're doing now. Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I've been just um, at it locally for years and stuff. People, um, you know, know I've done um, some work for like Nike and Reebok, and um, as of late, been um, start this um, design style called Tykes, and it's kind of blowing up on. Um, oh yeah, on Instagram and stuff. Um, at mytyke.com. The plug. Uh, yeah. Yeah, tell, tell me about the NBA socks and some other yeah, things. Yeah, we um, did some socks for um, Craig Sager. Um, it's basically me and my um, business partner out of um, North Carolina, a couple other uh, designers now on with the team. But um, it's been gaining a lot of traction. You see um, a lot of players use them for their um, um, social media avatars and everything. We did the um, cancer promotion for um, Craig Sager, and they sold out super quick. Um, Where were they selling uh, stance, stance socks, um, okay. official, um, off the website. Device. Yeah. And it was kind of a trip because, um, you know, they're for charity. You would have thought they would have just made an unlimited amount, but I don't know. And the, and the power of social media on your guys' Instagram page, you, I guess, started the Instagram page and then you went from one follower to, uh, I think we're at 232,000 right now, which is crazy. Know, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, you see the tykes everywhere now. Like on people, especially with athletes, they the athletes want to have them, especially the college guys yeah, yeah. that I see, and they want to put them up as their you know profile pick. Or, yeah, so so that's kind of who I am. I mean, you know, I do a lot of um, logos locally and things that, you know, you've probably seen. But, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, I'm living in an apartment, so, you know, we can't, can't get, <laughs> we can't get uh, too, uh, you know, caught up in it. But, yeah, you know. It's theoretically successful. Um, and Meech, um, you know, tell them about your life. People know you uh, walked on at um, UC. Now the uh, Shining Star AAU program has been going strong for several years. Um, the Jordan contract with that. Everybody knows <laughs> that uh, the, the, the very rare Ben Files, one of the probably five rarest Jordans out there. Um, oh, yeah. They're so rare that he only got one shoe. They didn't give him both. <laughs> So he just wears the the, the left on one occasion. Bin. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> the the bin ones. It's, it's one half of one. Yeah, yeah. So no, that was that was a good introduction. Uh, Shining Star. I've been running that for fifteen years. We're an AAU basketball program, a nonprofit. 
Uh, this year we'll have about 23 total teams, ages, uh, let's see, 11 all the way to 17. Send kids around the country in hopes to get them scholarships uh, for basketball and for college. We've got a lot of kids in the professional ranks, uh, whether it's overseas playing basketball. We have a couple guys playing in the NFL, Kyle Rudolph from the uh, Vikings, Quentin Rollins, the cornerback from the Packers, Greg Scruggs, who's with the uh, Bears now, formerly with the uh, Seattle Seahawks. He has a Super Bowl ring. Essentially, your program has been more effective with getting players in the <laughs> NFL. <laughs> it's, cra- it's crazy, right? <laughs> and we, we always we do joke about that. And uh, But, you know, it doesn't matter. As yeah. long as we're helping, we're helping kids. And Hey, a check is a check. That's right. That's right. Uh, no, that's fun. And uh was fortunate enough to uh, have an opportunity to write a book, Walk of a Lifetime, and uh, with, my, with my guy Sam Dunn, who you know. <laughs> that's your boy Sam Dunn. Shout out. Shout out Sam Dunn. And, what's, the, what's the DJ moniker? Uh, it used to be, used he used to be, to be Nobody. DJ Nobody, and now he's DJ All In. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think he said LeBron followed him. Okay. Because of All In. Because All In, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it's, it's a lot better than DJ Nobody. He used to be a nobody, and now, now, <laughs> now, he's, now he's all now in. he's all in. Oh. Well, no, you know, and one of the things I think we need to tell the people is how we got to this point. Glenn and I have been friends for years. Um, pretty much grew up in the same area. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily the same neighborhood, but pretty much the same area. And we would talk on the phone a lot. And our phone conversations were basically a podcast that we didn't even know we were doing. Yeah. And it just got to the point where we said, why isn't this a podcast? We we need to, because, you know, just stuff we were talking about were, were things that people talk about every day and we're giving our opinions. It's basically what the public wanted. <laughs> it's what they want and it's what they need. Yeah, so so that's kind of, um, you know, the background on why we're here today and we'll kick it to some issues. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we managed to offend a lot of people. Yeah, let's get rolling. So, yeah, yeah. You know, right now, obviously, the, the the political scene right now is one of the biggest things, Trump and Clinton. But besides that, something that's um, big right now is the Olympics. And everyone's talking about the Olympics, watching the Olympics. And there, are, I think there are a lot of things that we can start uh, with the Olympics. But one thing that I noticed, and Glenn, we've talked about it, is, you know, you turn on the Olympics and it's just so many random sports Man. that – you wouldn't see any other time but that time. Yeah. And are people following? Like, like, will you – how dedicated are you to doing nothing other than this to watch, say, an equestrian event? Right. Because you obviously I'm, – I'm wondering, um, like, they always come up with the sports illustrator that predicts the medal count for, for every sport. And there can't be somebody on staff or, like – badminton <laughs> like 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 you just do whoever marked think what the, you want the the, <laughs> the, the the gold silver bronze for that had to just do a google search there's no way you have a, a guy on staff that like that yeah, knows yeah I, I i've been i've been following this this real closely and let me tell you he's I've dedicated been, yeah <laughs> well i tell you one sport that i that i really love is is i don't watch it any other time and i wish i had the opportunity to but it's ping pong the, the tennis table yeah yeah I mean that's amazing. I mean I think we were talking. About, you almost have to slow motion that. Yeah, I don't know what what they're doing with the thing. Cause, <laughs> it's crazy. And I used to think I was pretty good at, at table tennis, and I, I was lightweight dominant in college in like the little rec room until I met somebody who actually knew how to like do that serve. And it's I'm like 
man, what are you doing? Right. I mean, you just couldn't. He could He could deal with my serve maybe a third of the time, and I could deal with his serve never. <laughs> and so the score, the score would just be indicative of like, like how many times did he serve? How many times you serve? And you could just tell, like, yeah, every every game is gonna be it's twenty one to twelve. Right. I think I was watching ping pong just a little bit of it the other day, and the two guys that were were going against each other. The one dude was fifty four years old. I saw that. <laughs> dude I was, was like, like nineteen. Was old man. Yeah, I was because I, I had the sound turned down, and I'm saying, okay, this is the athlete, and this guy is like the referee. Like there was a, a, a <laughs> like a line judge or something, and then I'm realized, no, these are the only two people they're showing. Right. So this dude, and it, it made me feel good because I mean, apparently you can still be a, a, a level table. I mean, <laughs> at fifty four. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't give up. I mean, he'll be back. He'll, he'll oh, be yeah. back in. In uh in twenty twenty. <laughs> well let's let's talk about you know, one thing with the generations is when you talk to people of different ages, who do they look at and say, That person is the person I think of or they represent the Olympics? Like that's the US we'll take yeah. just the USA. And I was talking to my dad and I said, Who who's your guy? When you think of the Olympics, who do you think of? Caitlin and Jenner. He said <laughs> he said you know, with, with without a pause, Carl Lewis. Okay. Just hands down. Uh, you talk to some people from my generation, and they'll say Michael Jordan. And I think a lot of that, <clears throat> when I say that, a lot of that has to do with the branding yeah. after the Olympics, that Michael with the shoes, the the shirt, and all that stuff that, that surround that. Uh, but then you've got Michael Phelps, who, I think, what did he get, his 23rd medal, 19th gold. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. Who do you look at and say that's the USA Olympic figure that I always will, at this point at least. Yeah, who, who will resonate with. Mm, it's weird because the Olympics are so, I guess the only time you're ever going to see gymnastics. And like 84 was so big. Like I don't know what it was at that time, but it seemed like the Olympics were, you know, before cable, you know, was the era in which you didn't have the internet. And everything was so focused on, like, the Olympics. And, yeah, I mean, you know, Carl Lewis is as good as anybody. Carl Lewis, um, you know, Mary Lou Retton, um, Edwin Moses was huge with, yeah. with his streak. Um, it was weird because um, that was really, in 84, was when we found out that Jordan was that dude. Because previously, I mean, I'm always saying, you know, if you saw Jordan in college, you know, he was nice, but he wasn't, you know, Jordan might not be in my top 10 of college players that I've seen, but when he broke out at the Olympics, mm-hmm. it was like, it was, it was a whole nother animal. And it was like, this is, this dude is crazy. Like, right. I, I don't know what y'all watching. You right. Know what I mean, and, and, you know, but yeah, it, it's, um, but, but who, who would you say of all the Olympic basketball players who has been the best Olympic basketball player oh, Carmelo hands down yeah you Car- Carmelo Anthony is a different animal Carmelo is, is when, when they put on the red white and blue yeah I don't I don't know um what it is about international rules that makes me they, they can't they can't do anything with him. Nothing. I mean he's clearly the best Olympian when you get everyone together it's like what is it and I mean it's not like Car- Carmelo wins all-star MVPs right so I don't know. It's like they can't defend him. It's almost sometimes I wonder is Carmelo like the best player who 
isn't freakishly athletic, like just skill wise. If you let put Carmelo um, in the body of a 1960s player, he would be equally as dominant. You know what I mean? It would just be skill based. Right. Right. He could have won the '68 Olympics in Mexico City. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Let's let's talk a little bit about Michael Phelps. Okay. I think he's and and not from a standpoint of how many medals he has and what he does in the pool, but for when when he kind of first came into prominence, you know, they made a big deal about him pre pre game, I guess you'd call it, whatever yeah. you want to call it, swimming pre whatever, listening to Lil Wayne. Uh huh. And <laughs> go ahead, no, I'll let you take it. Like, uh, no, I don't know, man. Does he still listen to Little Wayne? He, he can't. No. I mean, what? Who's he listening to now? I don't know. Somebody I mean, needs to ask that question. Yeah, yeah, because they 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 made like that was um that was like the inspiration behind. Yeah, they it was a big deal. You're su- surprised they never no one exploited that for any um commercial game. You would yeah. thought that that he would have been you know, I don't know that it still could happen. It's never too late. Is he, what, what, what's the latest Wayne project? I mean, is anybody <laughs> is it a puppet at? Never too late for a Phelps Wayne collabo. Man, I'm just saying. I mean, and the Olympics is is, is crazy. I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for um, a lot of the participants because these events should just be going on yearly, and obviously they go on yearly in some form. But if you spend your whole life waiting for something that happens every four years and you mess up. I mean, what the hell? That that's I, like I don't want to inflict that on like a fifteen-year-old gymnast. Mm-hmm. Like that's too much much disappointment. I mean, you could be the best in the world. Like Michael Johnson was the best runner from in the two hundred from like ninety-one to two thousand, and he gets food poisoning in like ninety-two, and I think he medals, but he doesn't come in the gold. He dominates ninety-six, and then he like messes up a hamstring and gets, like, wins the 400 but doesn't compete in the 200, something like that. It's like that is in no way indicative of the decade-long dominance the guy had. Right. And that's that's just unfortunate. You know, in every other sport, we know who is, you know, no one says, okay, LeBron got the title this year, and who knows if we get it four years from now, we got one. <laughs> yeah, right. So do you think that they should go away from the city to city oh, no doubt. and go to a just a strictly Olympic-built city? Uh, yeah, if we can decide where that place is, I mean, you know, obviously internationally that would be, or just pick, um, you know, like, um, college football does with the championship game. You just alternating sites because, you know, that's, I heard somebody say it's much like a wedding. Like you spend all this money, but then, you know, after it's over, it's like, what do these, um, you know, what do you have still? Yeah. Cause, cause Brazil's not going to be able to recoup any of this. Like. What do you need um, a world-class diving facility in a country that has, you know, systemic poverty throughout? I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, come on, you know, you, you're not going to let these poor kids take up diving. <laughs> we, we, we know that. Well, let's uh, speak into the Olympics, then we're going to transition into some other things. We have some local people I want to get to and show some local love to. Oh, but no doubt. One of which is uh, Rachel Adams, and she's the uh, – She's the gal from Cincinnati, and she's on the uh, women's Olympic volleyball team representing America, and she's from Cincinnati, and we hope uh, she has a chance to win a gold. I think they have a good chance. Uh, There are a couple other people I want to shout out from Cincinnati, I think, doing big things. Uh, John McNally and his uh, sister, 
uh, uh, John goes to Madeira High School, and so does his sister, and they uh, play tennis out of Harper's. Okay. And um, <clears throat> great tennis player, great tennis family. Recently went and uh, participated in the Wimbledon Junior. Um, and I think both both of them, the brother-sister combo, we'll hear about them in the tennis world professionally for a long time. Okay. Right out of here in Cincinnati House. That's pretty good. Uh, one of the big stories right now, too, Andrew Benintendi. Okay. Out of Madeira High School again. It's Man, like they got some good, <laughs> good water there. Man. Sending my kids to Madeira. We're going to have to uh, <laughs> launch an investigation out of Madeira because <laughs> no, nobody else is doing nothing around. Right. Um, Andrew's a great story. We'll probably uh, try to get him on the show at some point. Oh, okay. Do a call in, and he's. Uh, we in no way have that type of pull. <laughs> we we might know a couple people. Okay. So uh, Andrew went from Madeira uh, to Arkansas. Was drafted by the Red Sox, and uh, he finally got called up to the Red Sox the other night. Got his first professional hit. Oh, that's what's up. And uh, doing well. I think he's going to be in the major leagues for a long time. Okay. A lot of the people at the professional level that that do media speak very highly of him and say he's got a pretty long career. That's cool. He gets to get up there in town for uh, Poppy's last last hurrah. So, right. So that, that might be nice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then um, I guess two two local folks, and, and one grew up here and one moved here and then left out, uh, Jamal Lucas and Eric Sandy. Uh, Eric Sandy went to Holmes High School uh, along with his brother Chad Sandy. Uh, Jamal Lucas is from Corpus Christi, Texas. Played basketball at the University of Cincinnati. Now, both these guys are working for Brand Jordan, so Michael Jordan's company. And, and both these guys are working with their shoe division, their footwear department. And uh, Jamal and Eric were in charge and uh, the leadership, part of the leadership behind the new Air Jordan 31. So when, when people see that new signature Air Jordan shoe, know that um, – some folks that have Cincinnati connections had a lot to do with that shoe. So that's a little local love right there. And um, and, and we're super frustrated that UC's no longer the Jordan brand. Yeah. I'll say it, that. Alex can't say that officially. But, 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 <laughs> but, but, but I, I'll say that. Like, like come on. It's, it's, it's crazy, Glenn, how when I go out of the state and I go to different states and when someone finds out that I played basketball for the Cincinnati Bearcats, First thing they do always is, oh, Bob Huggins. Yeah. They want to know about Huggs. Then they want to talk about Kenyon Martin. Man. Great man. Then they want to talk about Kenyon Martin. Another crazy man. And, and then how crazy is it that Kenyon broke his leg in the black metallic fives? Man. And then my that's the shoe. shoe. And that's my favorite shoe. And that was our chance yeah. to win the national championship. What are the white ones? He was wearing the white ones, right? Nope. He's wearing the black ones. For real? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'll show you the picture. And then that was the shoe. That's my favorite shoe. And that's the shoe that I ended up. Uh, that you let you let him borrow from the game. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Ben 5. We actually ended up talking about that. And he, he just purchased okay. the Jordan, the black metallic fives, came back out. Yeah, yeah. He bought them. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm yeah. sure, sure he's got the money. I mean, but but people are probably <laughs> like, okay, because of oh, like, the yeah, emotion yeah, of the yeah. situation. And a lot of people tied that shoe. That might be a... Uh, they might have to do something with that, man. That would be a have a Kenyon Martin, um, UC. You know what I mean? Have, have that be a, the inspiration behind the five, and, and you know, I want my cut because um, you know this this is this is 
It's just me riffing people. Y'all about that check. Yeah. Uh, but that third thing, so it goes Huggins, Kenyon Martin, and one of the third things they talk about are the uniforms. The are the Bearcat uniforms with the blocking and our shoes. Yeah. I mean, it's just like everywhere I go, those were the best uniforms of all time. Like those 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 were the greatest. And that that's just that's so funny to me. You know, because I think playing for UC, we got a lot of that gear. I think sometimes you're we're so involved in the situation uh-huh. that I don't think we realized Yeah, to what what degree. But I mean, you know how cool, how yeah, fashionable yeah. we were making. Because that was that was my my first year was the year that that uniform came out, okay. and it was the first ever Jordan team shoe. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, man, that's crazy. Yeah, and it became kind of a an iconic thing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's messed up when 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 iconic Cincinnati stuff is uh, allowed to live, you know, and, and 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 get to the point where it needs to be. You know, as we see with with the Pete Rose fans, I mean. <laughs> Here we go. Usually, when things things go. are good, good in Cincinnati, they they're just not allowed to flourish. And uh, can we talk about uh, Pete Rose's uh, hat game? Man, man, if if, <laughs> if you look, at, it's it's been about what you said, fifteen twenty year run, yeah, of the pro model, yeah, the, of, of of really low quality <laughs> four one nine two related hit king. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Velvet Sheen, uh, <laughs> man, Pete Rose will wear wear. A, if it's related to Pete Rose, he will wear that hat. But, oh yeah, but of dubious quality to say the least. <laughs> Pete Rose, those caps he he wears are, are are practically disposable. The Hit King. All right, speaking of the Hit King, we got think we got to transition right into that because there's been a beef going on. And uh said Hit King, and right now the Hit King is Drake. You'd agree with that? Yeah. He's making the most hits right now. And we we know, most of us know about, if you're into hip-hop, the Meek Mill-Drake beef. Didn't go so well for Meek Mill. Drake came out on top on that one, by far, back hands back. down. Back Hit him with the back-to-back. But recently, Joe Budden, has taken aim at Drake not once, not once, <laughs> not twice, <laughs> not. Th- I think he has a whole album ready for Drake, which would be a, a unique concept to just say, you know what, I'm not going to dish in it, so I'm just going to put a whole album about you out, which no one's obviously it's, done. It's a level <laughs> of focus that 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 you you admire after a while, right? Right. It should just be called like like preoccupied. <laughs> now you you okay. You weren't feeling the Joe none, Button. None of the Joe. You Budden. you didn't like any of them. No. I, I I found them to be very comical. Yeah. Because I th- I think I think Drake is a tough person to diss at this point. A very tough person. Yeah. Because he's put himself. I mean, obviously he's up top, so you can't criticize what he's done. Um, he's found his way up top, whatever, whatever. And of course, he's been accused of not writing his own material. But I mean, he's almost he's almost put himself where you know the eight mile battle where he he's kind of made fun of himself to the point where it's yeah, tough can. to then yeah I mean the Degrassi jokes just doesn't fly yeah that's just if you think okay that's the that's some goofy stuff you did Drake but I yeah, mean nobody's once you laughing succeed having that on your resume 
what can people, you know, if you don't take yourself so seriously, you just you just win every time because people can't can't hit you with anything. And you know, when you're on top of the game, what can someone lesser than you say about you that's gonna stick when your life position is so much superior? So the Joe Budden thing kind of, you know, I get so sick of these battle rap dudes acting as if they're just who, who have you taken out? Take somebody out there if, if your your battle rap skill is so superior. In the history of, of hip-hop, we go 35 years back now. When did anybody who is the superior battle rapper ever take out a real star? Mm. I mean... Well, that, that, that takes me to, to one of the other points, which I want you to dive into, is recently, rumor has it, that Eminem yeah. has a diss track for Drake. Now, they've come out and said it was kind of a joke. Nobody knows that to be true. And then the, the other rumor was Drake had said, okay, if he puts that out, I've got something for him. Okay. So then, of course, Twitter blows up and, you know, their Instagram memes and people are like, Drake's career is over. If M comes at him, it's over. And I'm of the belief, eh. Yeah. Well, I, M done took out. Not so fast. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't count Drake out of that one. And I counted. And listen, I I firmly believe Meek was going to eat yeah, Drake a lot. That was the consensus. And and that was part of the, the the beauty and the fun of that moment was that everyone is like, okay, this got to be all because now somebody got something on Drake and they got to take him out. And for it to be so so decisive. I mean, oh. I mean is that a world tour or your girls tour? What what was your what was your the defining moment of that battle for for Drake destroying Meek and some people don't think he destroyed him but I do oh, but but the 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 the, the boss, boss his wife. what what would you say was the defining moment for you where you just put the hand he's like it's over he he just destroyed him I mean it, it, it's that line you know shout out to my my, my boss bitch his wife that's just too much right yeah I mean. Cause, Cause, the funny thing about it is, is that Meek had to be geeking that he's with Nicki Minaj. He with the the hottest chicken in the game. Really, the the only a level attractive female rapper since like Lauren Hill. And this is whoever you know, all the guys want to get with, and you with her, and just like, oh, I'm killing them. And then he basically making fun of the fact that she's a bigger star, and you can't trip on that because that's your girl right so it's such a it's such a live play on things like oh man like what what did it for me was when drake had a concert and back to back had already dropped yeah and he came out after pretty much everyone had said okay i I think yeah you got the win you got the win but but for drake it wasn't over over. (laughs) when he came out in the free this was great he had the free Meek Mill T-shirt, Man. but he came out first with the black one, and then his second set he came out with the white one. So he said he had the home and away jersey. <laughs> it's like okay, and when they it, had to charge up the the the, yeah, the iPhone <laughs> uh, on on the big screen, actually charge it up, and then when he got to the got the full strength, they dropped back to back. It's like it was like and they that had the was, fireworks going <laughs> to, to set off. That was that was very very well calculated, yeah, orchestrated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know this to be true. I don't know if you heard this, but uh, and, and tell me if I'm wrong. But 
I heard a rumor that after the battle, one time that Meek and Drake were in the same hotel. Yeah. Have you heard the story? Yeah, and they're like above, above, like in the same hotel, but in on different floors. One floor, Drake is on the floor above Meek, apparently. Right. And and Drake was blasting back to back. Just like, what? Again, he won. <laughs> he just. Oh, but 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 quickly back to Eminem and I I said to some folks on Twitter, you know, pump, pump your brakes. I don't I don't think you can give the victory to Eminem that quickly. Well, I just feel it's two different skill sets. The ability to, you know, that Eminem can beat you at the scribble jam and that he can um, freestyle and battle rap. It's a different thing when you have to put that to a beat and come up with a concept. You know, sometimes Eminem will bust around. You're just like, man, like, lyrically, this is what could ever touch this. Mm-hmm. But you can't put it on a beat because right. it's not going to have a flow. It's not going to have the rhyme scheme that can accommodate that to a hit song. And it's like you would think that, you know, one thing I always say about Jay is the best Jay-Z rhymes can be on the, the livest beat. and there's, you know, there's no difference. You're not saying, oh, I like that acapella, but when you put it to a song, uh, no. And we're we're going to do an entire podcast dedicated. Take over Ether. Take over Ether. Nas, Jay-Z. It might, we, we've we've got to do it. Y'all, y'all just got to <laughs> rough with this because that's where we're drawing the line right there. Drawing the line in the sand. We're going to have a lot of people wanting to fight us on that one, I think. Hey, whatever. Yeah, so I'm not a, I'm not a huge movie guy. I know you probably you you check a lot of documentaries. Yeah, you're you're like the king of documentaries. Now you've seen if, more documentaries than I've probably happen, seen basketball games. If it didn't happen, I'm not interested in it. <laughs> I, I I don't read fiction. I read nonfiction. <laughs> well, so and I'm not a I'm not a big uh, comic guy either. But Suicide Squad just came out, and very poor reviews. Yeah. Now. A lot of that's, I mean, I, I haven't read like, you know, the USA Today and, you know, those different reviews. But, I mean, there's a lot of reviews on Twitter, which is what it is. But, and they were killing it. But yet, in the box office. Still number one. They're killing it. Mm, but, I mean, I, I don't know how much that is of people who will see anything the first week. And if you don't have any major competition. But, I don't know. I mean, if the reviews have have been that poor i'm kind of like do i even want to see this I'm, I'm not a big comic book. i don't i don't know who these people are i mean i know harley quinn is and and but i don't know who will smith is not i mean i, I literally don't even know who will smith is yeah the but, best rapper actor ever yeah that's a, that's what we're going with i guess i can't think of i can't think of anyone else that's a better rapper actor play Play from Kid and Play. <laughs> no. You, you uh, well, well, you know, uh, House Party. House Party was originally written for Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, and Jazzy when, Jeff, by the way, <clears throat> the worst hip hop actor. <laughs> he was, but that's what made him funny. Yeah. On the, on the show on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but what happened was on Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff's album, they had the song Nightmare. On my street, okay. The movie Nightmare on Elm Street was out, 
and uh, Will Smith and uh, Jazzy Jeff were getting sued over that song for the title. So the people that were creating House Party was the same company that was suing them. Oh, wow. So they couldn't get... The litigious nature of Hollywood denied us. (laughs) And so they said, let's go with, with, with these guys, Kid and Play. And... And there, what there is, you go. And you got class act. And sorry, yeah. what is the financial discrepancy between uh, Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff? No oh, man, because Jazzy Jeff at the time was considered the coldest DJ. The same as Jay Z and Memphis Bleak. I, don't go there. Don't go there with Bleak. Bleak is a <laughs> friend, friend of the show, <laughs> and, and, and I'm gonna need for you. But but Jazzy Jeff in in circa 1990 was largely considered the coldest DJ. Yeah. Like, as far as j- oh. just just skills, I mean, because that was before we had producers slash DJs or whatever that meant. Jazzy Jeff was considered, like, the superior dude, and Will Smith was, like, lightweight, corny. Like, sure. Yeah, I mean, he got in when you could still get in and rap, but, you know, now, I mean, but he Will has to put him on. Like, like Jazzy Jeff has to have, like, $10 million in the bank just off the strength of, of, of Will, right? You would hope so. I would hope so. That's what I'm saying. Definitely. Yeah. But I, I think, what's Jay-Z's line about Memphis Bleak? Yeah, as long as I'm alive, he's going to be a millionaire. Right. Will Smith has to be saying that to, yeah, to yeah. Jazzy Jeff. Oh, hopefully. But, you know, right now, I'm just all about that race remedy. Yeah. What's, Period. What, the, the, the new crisscross. What's your... Come on. What, what's your thoughts on them? Oh, that, those are my cats. That, this how do you new say album, it? Ray, what's, how do you say the last name? Uh, well, it's ear drummers backwards. Okay. So ear backwards is Ray, and then drummers backward is like S R, you know. So it's, it's pronounced Shrimmered. Shrimmered. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't know how to I didn't know how to say it. I always that, see those guys. But that album, Shrimp Life Two. All, all I all I've heard from that is, is fire. <laughs> well, it's like four songs deep. All, all my girls do yoga. Fire. That's a song. By, by chance, fire. So wait, wait, wait. Okay. Look, look oh, Alive. You you have the album. No, it's not out yet, but they oh. keep, they, they released a, a video with Lil Jon right, yesterday. Here's, here's what we're going to do. Next podcast that the album drops, Comes out the 12th. you are going to do an album review. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's, okay. We, we've already done it. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm, I, looking, I roll, I'm looking I roll, for it. When I heard... Um, I ain't got no type. I realized that 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 me and my friends and what what we've been doing in life, it, it was not in vain. <laughs> that, that that these young boys, these young boys saw it, they recognized it, and and, and they made a lifestyle for it. And and I'm I'm all in. No, like, like saying who, I'm all who, in like DJ Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> who who brought Ray? How you say it again? Shrimmer. Shrimmer. I'm struggling saying it. Who who brought them to the forefront? Because you know, like Criss Cross was, or just shoot any any young group oh, the, back then the, was Jermaine Dupri yeah, yeah. or Michael Bivens. Yeah, the, it was the producer Mike Will. Mike, Mike oh, really? Will yeah, yeah. So he does all the tracks. I guess. Okay, so, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, 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 they Mike Will cold. made it. Yeah. So I mean, he was Mike Will behind Two Chains? I, mean, I know he did a lot of early Two Chain stuff. I I don't know. I, all I know was he tweeted out that. He he was in the studio <clears throat> after Gucci 
Gucci Man was released from, from That's Gucci Mane. Gu, I'm sorry, Gucci Mane was released, and Gucci had gone in the studio and and, and did an album. And Mike Will had tweeted out, I believe this is how he said it. He said that this is the most inspired album I've heard. Talking about Gucci's since <laughs> Fifty Cent's "Get Rich or Die Trying," okay. which is one of my favorite. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, albums. Did you, have you heard the Gucci? Album? I don't know. I don't get the. I don't. I don't understand. Someone has to explain to me the Gucci main moment. That, that we're having now as, I don't, as a culture because Gucci Mane was was kind of I don't want to say a joke but it was just someone who yeah you knew he rapped you knew he was around but no one I mean you know because I hear um, your boy up in um, um, Fetty Wap that's that's his guy like he he looks up like you at like everyone knows he looks up to Gucci Mane and I'm like okay like i don't i don't see that you know hear that in your music or whatever but somehow coming going to jail and coming out has given gucci Mane a, a new i mean they speak of him like 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 with like reverence like like honor like oh man like like, like obama's in town right like, like the secret service needs to get here because gucci Mane um may be approaching this area it is bizarre because in, in hip-hop right now i think there are acts that are just funny and they're comical so people Say, oh, I love so and so because they're comical. Yeah. So I, I get it, but with Gucci, it's like I don't even know he's trying to be. I don't think he. Some of them, I think, know they're funny. Yeah, you know what I mean. They they know why people. Yeah, like they're are, in on the joke. They're in on the joke. Yeah. But with Gucci, I'm like, and it's like people are seeing like some sort of, you know, how these these guys occasionally you get these rappers and people are looking at them like 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 there's something spiritual to, to what they're saying. It's like, you're, you're seeing this in a man who has an ice cream cone <laughs> tattooed below his eye. Like this, this is, you know, your Dalai Lama right now in the game. I, and I think you are on record saying that you contemplated an ice cream cone tattoo on your face because the net worth of the only two people, you know, yeah. <laughs> tell them, yeah, the the only two people with with, with ice with cones on their face are are, are making that guap. <laughs> they're, they're worth millions. You can't get around it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I tweeted out today. Uh, today is the uh, anniversary of Watch the Throne. Okay, what is it now? Five? Uh, four? Uh, Six? I should, I should know that. Is Nine? it? Is it? I think it's five. I think it's okay. I think it's five. That sounds that, that it, is yeah, that right? That is because I uh, you know those Facebook uh, five years ago, George, right? Yeah, and I was I was in Chicago or, or headed to Chicago when it dropped. So yeah, you're right. Thank God for Facebook, man. But so I tweeted out, "Watch the throne," and somebody tweeted back at me. Don't forget, came out the same day as "Watch the Throne." Gucci Man, Walk a Flock of Flame, Ferrari Boys. What? How dare I that, forget? That happened? <laughs> when? I didn't know. First of all, I didn't know An that equal came collaboration. <laughs> watch the. I don't, even, I don't even know what that watch Ferrari the. I don't boys. even. Ferrari Man. boys. Do they have Ferraris? Do, do each one of them have Ferraris at that time? Uh, couldn't tell you. Man. Could, I mean, they will. If a rapper says it's got to be true, I mean, you wouldn't say you. you 
You would call yourself a Ferrari boy you if you didn't have a Ferrari. You ain't about that life. We we also need we need to do a podcast. The next next podcast that we we dive into a lot of music. Uh, we need to talk about the No Limit Movement. Man, is that not a podcast? Yeah, I mean, if we just went down the roster, because I'm not, I got to bring in my cat Marcus. He would he would every week he was copping his No Limit. <laughs> This is no limit CD. I mean, Mr. Servon, <laughs> Mr. Sir. Mia X, Skull Dugry. Where are they now? Oh man, man, they they ever do a, a, a posse cut? Over the what was the what was the eight oh five boy? It was just like <laughs> what what was the uh, Silk the Shock charges to the game? Silk, the greatest album cover of all time. Oh yeah, people want to talk about that Nas album cover. You, Google yourself. Silk the Shocker charged to the game. He is charging a credit card <laughs> with his 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 photo on it. His his photo is like is, is is a credit card, and 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 guess where that charge is going to, people? To the game. <laughs> He's charging it to the game. That needs to become. Yeah. We gotta bring that back as a hashtag. Charge to the game. Oh yeah. No no limit records is is. I think they're doing a. Is it Master P doing a movie? Well, Master P is always the second person to do anything. <laughs> Whatever. Come out with sports age. Oh, so so am I. Right. What's uh what was uh what was the movie he was in? Uh what Uncle P? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> there, there, there was Uncle P. Wasn't there one with the cell phones? Uh I got the hookup. I got the hookup. Yeah. Which by the way might be the best Master P song. Mm. Now that now that was now that was good music. I, I don't I don't care. How'd that go? Saying. I got the hookup. I wanna go on. Got the hookup. It was like a love song. Under like holiday. Little without me, got the hookup. Holly, let me say bye bye. <laughs> Man, that was cut. Oh yeah, we're doing a whole whole no limit podcast. <laughs> I bet you we could get. You can get somebody on the somebody from game. No Limit to call in. You got to get Skull Dugger. <laughs> it's so weird because like. Cain and Abel. Man. Don't forget, don't forget about Cain and Abel. Abel. Cain. We're gonna get both of them. It is so funny. It is people who who was so was riding so hard for these cats um, at the time. Like like it was people like oh, Cain and Abel legit. Right. And you're you, like, you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> those, those album covers like, were addicting. Did, did they not have that game locked? On album covers. Oh man! And then everybody bid it. Everybody had to. If you was you was a a, a dope boy that got your money up and you wanted to come out with your music, that's how. The the funniest thing, Spin magazine once had the top one hundred album covers of all time. I believe it was Spin, and it almost to pay homage to the pen and pixel movement. They had one pen and pixel album cover that made the list, and it was from a Nebraska rapper. By the name of Big Bear, and it's just a picture of real live grizzly bears with just ice on mm. and, and chains, and him in the middle with like a fur coat or something on, just as himself. It's it's a it, and what's, it's, and what's it's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's gonna be our podcast picture. <laughs> we do that. It's worth it. I love it. Well, some news that came out too. And we'll we'll kind of wrap things up with this. Is uh, Bow Wow announced his retirement from hip hop? 
it's a sad day. It's a sad day. Um, I didn't see it coming. A lot of flags at half mass in Columbus and and and, and really throughout 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 our country, Atlanta in particular. Um, little bow wow, you just don't know. Just don't know. Yeah. Well, on that note, we want to thank everybody listening to the first episode of No Further Comment, a.k.a. the NFC presented by Center Court. I'm your co-host, Alex Meacham. And I'm Glenn Riley. We appreciate you listening. Tune in for episode two coming very soon. Woody hoo